0: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because we're chatting all things London Marathon. It is the first episode of my London Marathon training series. I'm really excited to share sort of a recap and where I'm at and some goals and I'm answering some questions. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. Alright, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I just wanted to jump on here before we go into the episode to say that this episode is also a YouTube video, so if you want to go and watch that, I'll have a link in the show notes of the episode. Really excited to sort of bring more video content alongside the podcast for the new year, so I really do hope that you enjoy it. If you ever have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. Please do remember, if you are listening on the podcast, to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps the podcast so, so much. But other Otherwise, without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode.
1: All right, hello, welcome back to the YouTube channel. I've been wanting to do a video like this for a while. I've not had the best start or the start that I thought I would have to London Marathon training for London Marathon 2024. But we are finally back on track. I want to create a series here on YouTube. And I'm going to be sharing this as a podcast episode as well. So I asked you guys some questions on Instagram. I'm going to go through them. So let's go and jump straight in. Before we get into the questions that you guys asked on Instagram, I want to kind of just like share a quick recap of like the past few weeks of what I would term as official London marathon training. I came back from Portugal at the end of December, very tail end on the 30th. Before that, I went to the physio and I got some bad news that my knee niggle needed a little bit of break from the running and just kind of decreasing on mileage. So my physio recommended that we cut mileage in half. So went from running about 40 miles a week to 20. After Chicago Marathon, as you guys know, I took 10 days off, no running, no fit, like no anything. I just wanted to focus on just like getting the mindset back and getting right again. I came back from I feel like taking like having that time off of running, decreasing my mileage by 50% was really good for the knee. And like, I have always advocated ever since my injury last year, like, if your body is trying to tell you something, listen to your body. And like, it doesn't matter if you're training, it doesn't matter if you're like right in the middle and you feel like your peak fitness, like at the end of the day, your goal, my goal is always to arrive to the start line healthy. And it's just not going to be worth it to be pushing through what might be an injury, even if it just feels like a niggle right now. And so initially, we went two weeks just having my mileage and I was doing super easy running in Portugal only doing like max 20 miles a week. And that was just really nice because it took a lot of the pressure off of training, obviously, which is really nice to do around the holiday season. Coming back, I still was feeling a little bit of a niggle and I went back to see my physio and there was like a particular run where I was like, okay, that did not feel good. And my coach and I just both decided, okay, let's just not run for a week. So I went and saw my physio. Initially, he said that there was some inflammation behind my kneecap. So after that, I took a week off of running completely and just instead leaned in more to cross training, the like cycling, swimming, just going to the gym, getting stronger. Then I went and saw the physio again. And he said there was more inflammation under the kneecap. And that particular area I think is known as runner's knee. So he was a little bit worried about it. I at the time was starting to feel a little bit better with the knee pain. And my coach and I were just monitoring super closely. And obviously, like, again, don't want to push it. So we weren't doing any speed work. I think that's a really important highlight when we cut mileage by 50%. There's absolutely no speed work, absolutely nothing, literally just easy running. And then like with every single run, I would check in with my coach, whether it was a voice message or just like giving her an update on how the run went and just letting her know how the knee felt because Most importantly, it was just like figuring out and seeing how the knee was going. And before I knew it, honestly, like the knee pain just slowly started to go away. And I honestly feel like that time when we cut mileage in half, plus the week off was just what my body needed. And before I knew it, you know, I think it was like last Wednesday, I had my first run that was completely pain free. And ever since then, every run has been amazing. So Now, fun wood, we don't have any more niggles, any more pain. But honestly, if you are listening to this and or watching this and you are feeling some sort of pain or niggle in your body when you run, know that it is not normal to run with pain. You should not ever run with pain. That is the message. Now we are officially back into training. We are back into the speed sessions. Obviously, it's hard to like almost like retrust your body when you're getting back into it. honestly had the same feeling that I did when I was injured and trying to get back into training. It's like, can I trust my body again? Can I trust that it's not going to like get that injury or get that pain again? So like if I'm honest, I've been taking the past few weeks pretty easy with my speed sessions. And the intro clip of this video is a clip that Gabriel came and shot just a few days ago. I was at the track doing eight by two minutes. And it was like my first proper session, I'd say where I truly like let my body like trust itself and like fully just like see what I could give. And just like a really good indicator that I hadn't lost fitness. And I feel like there are so many things around just like training that women particularly have to take into account. And I like this past Sunday, for example, I had my first study run back in a while. And typically my coach will program these in before we do or whenever I'm not doing like marathon pace specific sessions. And they're mostly just to kind of like keep me at a particular speed, not marathon pace, not half marathon pace, nothing fast, but also nothing like too slow, if that makes sense. And again, like speed is relative to everyone. So my study session on Sunday was a mile warm up, Plus eight miles of steady pace. Hat for me is eight to eight thirty, and honestly, that felt hard. And then I had this session on Tuesday that you saw in the intro clip, and for some reason, that session felt amazing. It was also my first day of my period, and I. I'm just here to tell you that like running on your period helps so much with cramping, with pain. It just helps so much with like blood flow. If you look up and like look at research articles online, it helps so much with like just alleviating pain, like the endorphins specifically really help alleviate pain and just really help you through a tough time of the month for all of us. So yeah, I just want to share a little bit more about the training. It feels really good to be back. It feels really good to like feel like I can trust myself. I on Sunday, I felt like gosh, like have I really lost like a bunch of fitness. But Tuesday was like, Nope, you got it. And it just felt really good to hit like all my paces, if not faster, some seven minute for some of them. So we are looking good. So we are going to just dive into these questions. And I haven't had a like decent look at them. So I have no idea what are in these questions. So we're just going to have a look. First question asks, any training sessions for speed sessions? Now I don't particularly, I do share my training workouts on Strava. And I do kind of like share that mostly to keep myself accountable and to like know how I did in previous workouts whenever I'm looking back at training blocks. I know that like some people don't necessarily like to share that online, especially if they have a coach or if they're just like wanting to keep their training private. I'm not trying to tell you that like you should go and copy my speed sessions. But I know that some people have used them as like a nice template and then like adjusted the speed. But I think that like speed sessions are very particular to whatever speeds you're trying to hit and whatever paces you're trying to hit. So like if you have a coach, I think that that's something that you should sit down and work out. And then if not, I think it's really good to like first figure out like what those different paces are for you. 5k pace, 10k pace, half marathon pace. And then like from there, you'll be able to like build out really good speed sessions. Philly Bowden did a really good video. I'm going to try and link it in the show notes of the podcast or the details of the YouTube video outlining some really good speed sessions that I think she used in half marathon training. I'm not a coach. Philly is. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. I unfortunately just like can't be giving out speed sessions to people. Next question asks, am I doing anything different for this training cycle? At the moment, I feel like I've just started. And at the moment, we are sort of like slowly easing back into training. Like it's, it's not like my knee got better. And suddenly my coach was like, okay, let's like jump back into 40 miles a week, like, that would probably cause me to get injured even worse. And so we're really easing back in easing back in with like the speed workouts. This weekend will will be my first marathon pace session. So I think like the first thing in terms of like things that I'm doing different, is that my marathon pace is different, because we have different goals. Now, if you remember, Chicago Marathon, we were aiming for a BQ and specifically that is a sub 3.30 marathon. Didn't have the best race day experience, but I know from my sessions that I really worked hard for that marathon pace. And like from the beginning to the end of my training cycle, I know for a fact that I improved loads with how that marathon pace felt. This marathon, London Marathon 2024, we are aiming for 3.20 which is about a 740 to 750 pace per uh, mile. So it's a little bit faster than what we were doing at Chicago or what the aim was at Chicago. And this will not only hopefully get me that BQ finally, but also just like push me to get faster. You have even bigger goals for Chicago 2024. So definitely stay tuned. I want to do more podcasts, more videos around just like what training is going to look like this year. Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is that Marathon pace is faster, this training cycle, but at the moment we're not necessarily ramping up on anything as of yet. And we are focused on having really good quality sessions and just like really easing back into like slowly ramping up the mileage and the training again. Next question asks, I'm struggling to take time off to get over a chest infection. It's my first marathon, any advice? Take time off. I think it's like, for me, I, the more that I like get into my running journey, I learned so much more about how important it is to listen to your body because like whether it's an injury, a niggle, an illness, I just think it's not worth it to push your body through these things. And it's like, you're not going to achieve any higher of a fitness level by running through that chest infection, you know what I mean? And if anything, you're not gonna, you might be more frustrated with yourself, because you're not running as well as you typically do. And so like, you're not really achieving anything by still pushing to train. And I know that like, your first marathon is like, oh my gosh, like, I need to get all the training perfect, or this is how you might feel. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, like, if you're running your first marathon, my biggest piece of advice is that like, your A goal should be just to finish. Because like, chances are you will catch the bug like most of us will do another marathon. And that's the thing there's always going to be another race, there's always going to be another marathon for you to go and do your body, you get this one body. And I just don't think that it's worth like pushing it over its limit. I think it's so much more important to listen to your body, take time off rest if you need like this was like, my whole introduction to London Marathon training is a perfect example of like, I felt anxious not being on like the same training level as everyone else, because like I took a full week off, I was cutting down on mileage. And at the same time, I was watching everyone else online, like, you know, getting into their proper training. And like, I just wasn't there yet. But like, I think the issue too, is that like, we so easily compare ourselves to other people, that it's really hard to make decisions for ourselves based on How our body feels and our own training because we're comparing ourselves to someone online or someone you watch. I just think it's so important to like look at this as like this is your first marathon. This is your journey. Listen to your body and do what's best for you. Next question asks, how many times are you straight training legs per week? At the moment, and kind of like at the tail end of last year, I really wanted to commit to going to the gym at least twice a week. I don't really do any particular split. I don't like follow a training program or anything. I literally go and like I kid you not, like someone DM'd me the other day. And I was like, I kid you not, like I don't have a training structure. That's what they were asking you about. And I was like, it just depends on like what machines are available. And then like, I'll kind of like form something in my head. And then like, as machines open up, I'll kind of like, hopefully get to use some of those. For the most part, like I do have a big focus on leg strength and like single leg strength specifically. And I am at the moment doing that twice a week. And that's been working out really well for me. I feel like you know, when you're getting like properly into your strength training, when like you stop feeling so sore after, which like for me is like really good if I'm running the next day and my legs don't feel like bricks. So that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I do tend to share some stuff on like stories and sometimes on TikTok and like Instagram reels of like some of the stuff that I do at the gym. I'm not like, I don't share too much just because I don't want anyone to copy it because like, I'm not following a program. So I don't want you to think that like I'm a professional or I'm a PT because I'm literally just like doing things that I think will help me with running that I've seen like other people do. So that's kind of like what I'm doing at the moment. It's twice a week. And the next question asks, I think this is a follow-up from the same person. How many times are you strength training arms per week? I would say that upper body kind of takes a back seat. I'm not gonna lie. And I feel like I'm probably not the only runner that's alone when I say that my upper body strength is like, so bad compared to my leg strength and my lower body strength, but I still do incorporate it. I still think it's important because like, if you think about it, you are swaying your arms when you're running and like the power and like being able to like push yourself forward is so important. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've like been in a marathon and my legs feel like they're dead. I remember this specific moment in Paris marathon, actually, where I was like, my legs feel like they're just like done. And I was like, literally pumping my arms for my life being like, come on, just keep going, just keep going. And it was like all in the upper body Core is also really important to work. My coach does ask that I try and train that once a week. And I try my best, but I'm not gonna lie, I am not the best at it. Next question asks, how many days a week do you run? So typically, if I wasn't just coming out of a niggle, it'd be like five to six days a week. At the moment, we've just gone from four to five days. So slowly ramping things back up. So I'm really happy to be back at five days. I think I feel the best when I'm doing about five days a week that I then have one rest day and then one like just strength training day. Sometimes I might like add a strength training day to a running day or an easy running day. I know that some people do a strength session after an interval session or like a speed workout because somehow, I don't know what the science is, but I've heard it before with a lot of runners. Apparently it works. I don't do that specifically. Maybe I will, but yeah. Next question asks, how do you motivate yourself to do a hard run when you wake up tired and unmotivated? I think it's so important to like have your own dedicated morning routine, whatever that looks like for you. And like, I'm not just saying like morning routine to like be like, you know, the cheesy stuff that you see online. I'm talking about like find something like that you will genuinely look forward to every single morning for those runs. And I think like if you're talking about like a speed session or a long run, I know that those are the hardest ones to wake up for because it's like I don't want to go to the track I don't want to you know go on a long run and run like a super long amount of time couple hours or something and I think it's just important to like find the small things that get you excited and so like for me I'm just being honest the banana and peanut butter I've learned to love it and like it's just like my go-to for like every single session all my like yeah it's just the best okay Next question asks, what's your hydration strategy for this upcoming marathon? I always have had the same sort of hydration strategy ever since Manchester Marathon. If you watch that YouTube video, I will take electrolytes every single day in the week leading up to the marathon. And typically in my everyday day to day, I kind of tend to have an electrolyte just because I find that I am so often dehydrated and I am the worst at drinking water, let me tell you. So I will do whatever I can to make sure that I am hydrated. But for the most part, I'm not changing it too much in terms of hydration for my next marathon. Next question asks, how do you plan your different workouts throughout the week? Tempo, track, easy, long run, etc. Again, this is going to be different for everyone. And really, it's going to like be so different because obviously we all have different schedules. We work, we go to school. Some of you guys have families. Like, Just because this is my sort of layout for the week doesn't mean that it should be yours. But I'm just going to give you an example of a week of training for me at the moment. So on Mondays, it will be just strength training, no running. Tuesdays will be track Tuesdays. So we're at the track. We're doing it an interval session. And then Wednesday, I'm doing a rest day. And at the moment, it's like we're slowly ramping back up again. So at the moment, like today is Wednesday. I did another strength session. Thursday is an easy run. It sometimes is a tempo run. But at the moment, it's an easy run. Friday, I do- also don't have anything And Friday will probably be either a swim or a you know cycle of some sort or like maybe even a third gym session. It just kind of depends how I'm feeling that week. And then Saturday is an easy run. Sometimes we sort of interchange between Friday and Saturday being the easy run. And then Sunday is going to be the long run, which is typically just an easy run, a steady run, or a marathon-paced long run. So that is sort of a week in the life. This week's going to be a bit different. And it's one of the reasons that I love having a coach. Gabriel and I are going away this weekend. So I want to only keep easy runs to the weekend. And I'm going to do my marathon pace long run on Friday, just so that we can like have the time to go away and just like unplug and do easy runs here and there. But that's sort of what a week looks like for me. Next question asks, First marathon tips in general, what do you wish you knew and nerves maybe so my first marathon was in the pa- during the pandemic, it was August 2020. And it was accidentally trail marathon, which if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, and maybe I need to do a whole YouTube on it. But essentially, it was marathon training and signed up for a marathon. that got canceled because of the pandemic. And I literally was like 16 weeks in and like, had done all the training. So I was like, literally, I want to do a marathon where's the next one found the next one, failed to see that it was a trail marathon and still did it. Honestly, like the nerves are so normal. I think it's so normal to be nervous, like either the day before the night before, like, a lot of people will say that, like, it's very normal if you don't sleep very much, like even eighth marathon at or my seventh marathon at Chicago, I barely slept the night before. And it's just normal, like you get nervous, because with each marathon that you do, whether it's your first, your third, or your fifth, your goals change. And there's always just going to be those nerves because like, obviously, you've worked so hard during this training block for this huge race. And like, no matter what, every single marathon is going to be such a huge achievement, no matter like how you do. And so I think like in terms of first marathon tips, I think it's just so important to like practice gels and hydration during your training so that you don't mess this up on race day. Like me, make sure that you like find an outfit as well that you're going to be comfortable in something that you like to wear. Shoes are so important. Do not listen to people if they're like, wear hokas, wear this, wear that, like wear what is comfortable to you, get a gait analysis, make sure that is not going to like injure you give you blisters like make sure that you also practice in them before race day don't break them in like during race day I think most importantly just like have fun again like if it's your first marathon I think it's so important that your goal is like literally just to finish like make sure that you have a good time and just like enjoy it soak it all in like your first marathon experience is just like it's never going to be the same compared to all the other races because like highs are so high and like it's such an incredible day. It's a day that you'll never forget. And it's like it's just one of those firsts that will like always like be a memory for you no matter what. And like, yeah, I think it's just so important, especially if it's your first marathon to enjoy it. Last question, how to combat hunger all the time with marathon training. Girl, this is so normal. And like you need we need to normalize. How hungry we get during marathon training and how much you need to listen to those hunger cues. Feed your body, fuel your body. This past year, I went on a massive journey of just like getting super honest with myself and just like reassessing my nutrition journey and like, am I really like, you know, tuning into my training the best that I can in every realm and aspect of my life. And so last year was no, because I still had issues in my relationship with food. If I got honest with them. I faced them head on. I did a video on them and a podcast episode. I'll link them below. But I think it's just so important that like when you are marathon training to listen to your hunger cues, because so often do I see people end up with massive injuries, like stress fractures, for example, and like they come out of it and they're like, I should have listened to my hunger cues more. I should have fed my body more. And like your body needs that because like you were doing so much training, you were burning so many calories and like I don't count calories. I don't do any of that. But like it's just so important to like listen to your body and fuel it and fuel it with carbohydrates. Like that is what is going to fuel it to go faster. It's not like going on a high protein diet. It's none of that. Give your body the carbohydrates that it's asking for because that is what fuels you on race day. So if anything, like it's not a negative thing to deal with. Maybe for the grocery bill, yes. And just like your kitchen and your household, but like lean into it and like find foods that you love that will fuel you well. And just get you ready for race day. There are all the questions for this video. And I have really enjoyed sitting down and kind of just sharing like a first sort of recap video of how training is going so far. would love to do more of these. And hopefully we're not just like sitting indoors, but I'm taking you out with me on runs. And just let me know in the comments of the video or in the podcast um, episode Q&A what you want to see next in terms of my training for London Marathon. This is the first time that I've time qualified for a marathon both London and Chicago this year are my time qualifiers so I'm so excited some big goals and I know what I need to do to achieve them let me know if you want to see any specific videos or topics or you if you have any questions you can answer them in a future video Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like the video, comment below and subscribe if you haven't already. Float a video every single week and it's something different every time. We're all things running here, but sometimes we are other things like travel and just everyday life. So subscribe, come along for the ride and we'll see you in the next video.
0: All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, if there are any links or resources mentioned in the episode, I will have them linked in the show notes of the episode. If you ever have any feedback, feel free to DM me on social media. But otherwise, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.